you know, we have to talk about this area because this one is critically important, which is stress. And uh, Hans Salye says stress can be defined as a state one experiences when there is a mismatch between perceived demands and our perceived ability to cope. Right? Why is stress important? This is what I've learned in 20 years of practice. If people are stressed out, they're going to go home and do what? Eat, drink, right? They're not, this is not the person that says, oh, I'm going to make Dr. Guarneri's green smoothie with protein tonight, right? So we have to always ask the question, what's driving the train? Most people know what to do. It's the very rare person in Southern California that I find really doesn't know that lentils and beans and legumes are good and having too many candy bars is bad. Right? So frequently, the thing that's driving it is our emotional side. You know, I've had patients say to me, I have 20 friends in this pack of cigarettes. Right? This box of donuts made me feel good right now. And then people feel guilty afterwards. Right? So we have to look at what drives us. And for many people, it's stress. Now, this has been around for a long time. This is from a textbook on American nervousness from 1881, and it said nervousness comes from steam power, the periodic press, the telegraph, the sciences, and the mental activity of women. <laughs> of course, that's going to be my favorite one, right? Especially since I have the podium. I just love this. My friend Lee sent this to me, and the story went, gee, the kids are quiet. We better go check on them. Now, you all had the right reaction. You saw this picture and you laughed. And that's just, that's exactly right, because it's your reaction to a situation that determines the effect it has on your body. So if your foot is on the gas pedal and you're angry and you're hostile and you know, you're just stressing out all day, as we say, you're going to make your platelets sticky. You're going to raise your renin and your angiotensin, which raises your blood pressure. You're going to start eating things you shouldn't eat. And the cortisol that you're releasing is going to put weight on your midline, make you diabetic. Your cholesterol goes up. And this is the easy one. When you get nervous, what happens to your heart? That's the one thing you could feel. Right? You don't feel your blood pressure always going up. You don't feel your coronaries constricting. Some people do. Most people don't feel that. The obvious one is the heart. But all these things are happening. So I want you to think about it this way. Uh, the Dow goes down. You have an initiating event. Right? You can say, wow, the Dow is down. I can finally buy Apple. Or you can say, holy cow, doom and gloom, it's all over. It's our response and our perception that has the effect. Right? We have to change our response and our perception. And we have to know who we are. Are you the person with the glass half full? Or are you the person with the glass half empty? So we know that as cortisol goes up, this is one of the key stress hormones, DHEA, the happy hormone, goes down. President Obama is an example of aging right in front of us, right? Poor guy now has white hair. Uh, we know that this leads to accelerated aging. So look at what happens when cortisol is high. Accelerated aging, brain cell death, bad memory, 
Osteoporosis, we lose our muscle mass, our skin starts sagging, we get fat around the midline, and we're more prone to infections and high blood sugar. What does this sound like? I can't remember a thing, I have osteoporosis and my muscles are not good. We call this aging in this country. And the reality is we're accelerating the process with the stress hormones. We know that anger is linked to cardiovascular death, the people with the highest anger. These are the people that we call, you know, hotheads. I mean, we, we, may, we say things like, his blood is boiling. She blew a gasket, right? Think about what's going on when you say that. Their blood is boiling, right? They blew a gasket. And we know depression is linked to cardiovascular health. People that are depressed are less likely to say, let me eat the Brussels sprouts and go exercise. Right? More likely to say, I have 20 friends in this box of donuts or a pack of cigarettes. So these are real things that we have to address. And yet we're only addressing cholesterol and blood pressure. And it's much bigger than that.